Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Sucks. I am your host, Eric Hudzik, and today we are talking about being really, really poor. So poor that you don't have to worry about money sucks because you have no money, so it can't be sucked out of your pocket. <laughs> That's pretty low. That's pretty, pretty poor. A uh, lot to talk about today. Um, we were talking about uh, London, 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 Londonium. Nope, saying it wrong. Londonium. That's it. Londonium. Londonium. Remember Londonium? I remember from yesterday, but I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, me either. Um, that was uh, London, and that's when the Romans got to London. It was called Londonium. It sounds like a, mm-hmm. a, a Roman thing, doesn't it? <laughs> With mm-hmm. Spartacus yeah. <laughs> going to Londonium. <laughs> Oh, but I, I can't picture the Romans over in London uh, because it's, you know, across the English uh, Canal and hard to get to. And I didn't know the Romans were there. Yeah, well, they didn't stay very long. They went and saw some hairy guys and a uh, very uh, rudimentary society. And they, they kind of turned around and went back. <laughs> they <laughs> okay. really did. They really did. They didn't care. And uh, as L- London became more um, uh, industrial, they had uh, like three sections. So imagine that you've heard of the Thames, the Thames, Thames River, the Thames, Thames. Thames, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, that river. And that goes through the middle of London. So you divide it from the north to the south. On the north side of the Thames is the palace for the queen, of course, and that's on the right side. And then to the left of that was all the financial districts where all the Money was happening there. And then below the river, you'd go over the bridge. You know all about the bridge. I think it was mm-hmm. the Tower Bridge at the time. Well, it wasn't a t- It didn't do do the thing where it goes up and down like it does today. But that was the bridge, and it was wood at the time. And then below the river was where it was the smelly type of uh, area where, where the poor people lived and where a lot of the smelly industrial stuff that happened went on so the rich people didn't have to smell the nastiness <laughs> and the funniest thing is when i learned about you know people being really really poor i mean so poor in fact they got a saying for it you know when you're piss poor what the heck does that mean i i heard that all my life i never knew what that meant piss mm-hmm. poor what, right. do you, what do you mean piss poor that is where you have to rely on your pee to uh, eat because um, they will actually pay you for that. So at one time, urine was worth money or is was money, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but you were piss poor and what you would do is you would uh, pee in the tanners, the people that, not tanning bed like nowadays, but people that would tan hides, they used that to tan uh, the materials and they would use your urine and you'd get a few... Whatever it was, I didn't know what they were. Put a few pence, and you'd be able to eat that day because you uh, gave them your mm-hmm. urine. So that's where piss hmm. poor came from. And I, and I thought, boy, that's really bad. But then I then I thought of it even worse. And I've also heard, you know, you don't have a pot to pee in. And I thought, mm-hmm. I never thought of it. What does that mean? Well, these people who were piss poor were so poor. <laughs> They, they didn't have a container to give it to the tanneries. They didn't have mm-hmm. a pot to pee in. And that wow. is really, that's really poor. That is really, really poor. And, uh, boy, and I would imagine they would have to hire people that really needed a job. And of course, they all did back then, working with that pee, you know, in the tannery. That would not be too good. 
all day long. No, definitely not a desirable. Well, if if that was, if you if it, if you could eat then and you had a job like that, you would take it. I guess you you take mm-hmm. what, what's yeah. given you. Yeah, can you imagine what would happen at Cubs Park when they had the trough down there? And uh, they had all that peat. They could have sold all of that and made a lot of money. Oh man, the t- tanners would be doing doing a gold mine there. <laughs> yes, yes. Who knows? Maybe they no. did. Maybe why? Like why did they have that? Maybe they had a system of pipes that went down, and then the tanneries used it. I don't know. Yeah, they they should have made a big trough or whatever. And made you know put a barrel at the end of it, and they would have got it that way too, huh? You know, we laugh, we laugh at, at at that, but it is a waste in a way. If you could do that, it probably went to some kind of um, uh, disposal or like a dump, and that was it, and it never was used. But there are a lot of use for for that. In fact, here's the new here's the new rub with. Uh, we're going back to Bitcoin, but here's the new rub with Bitcoin. They're saying it's a energy, it's a energy suck, and it's a money suck. They're saying Bitcoin takes a lot of power mm-hmm. to mine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's do a little let's do a little uh, fun experiment. Okay, so yes, it does take money to mine. I have heard that most of the mining places use renewable energy. Um, they use the stuff that nobody's using as far as. Uh, for power, like that um, that runoff, you know, with gas mm-hmm. and stuff, they don't use the, the the A stuff. They don't need to. It's just power for their computers. But let let's do a little game here. And I thought this was brilliant. I thought, yeah, it, it does take up a lot of energy because they show these big rooms getting all warm because there's so many computers and stuff, and they're all going looking for that code to get the get a, another Bitcoin to mine another Bitcoin. Well, let's do a little game now. Let's go between. Um, let's compare Bitcoin to fiat money. Well, let's talk about fiat money. First of all, fiat money, you need a lot of land. Why do you need a lot of land? Because fiat money is made of cotton, as you know, I'm sure. And you have to get that cotton. So you first of all have to get land. Maybe to get that land, you have to, uh, cut down trees. Who knows? But let's just, let's just, let's just say you have the land. So you've got to seed that stuff. Nowadays with seeding, they all use uh, machinery. Machinery takes gas. Gas makes carbon. So that's number one. Then you got this stuff planted. Then it grows. Then you got to have somebody pick it or a machine to pick it. Then they've got to pick the cotton. Then the next thing they have to do is, oh, and not to mention water, wasting water on something that doesn't, when you do Bitcoin, there's, there's no water needed. <laughs> you don't have to water your Bitcoin. Um, so then you got the uh, water. And then uh, you have to pick it. So there's another machine to pick it. Then you've got to go through processing to get that uh, cotton to be usable. Then you turn it into that flat, quote-unquote, paper that we were used to. Then you've got to cut that paper. Then you've got to print that paper. Then you've got to cut it up. Then you've got to have places to move it. Then once you move it, you go to these places that are, number one, filled with people that needed either cold or they need it hot, depending on the, what the weather is. So they have to heat the place. They have to cool the place. They got to put these stacks of of uh, fiat somewhere. And then they need people to give it out. Or ATMs, which take power, to disperse your money. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Compared to fiat mm-hmm. and Bitcoin, you can complain all you want about it taking energy. But look how much energy it takes just to make fiat money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... 
it's unreal. And you left out maybe 20 to 50 of the sources of the energy and money that it takes to to make the paper, uh, like the truck driver taking the cotton in and the pickers that have to drive to work. And then from the truck drivers putting it in, the uh, the uh, containers that the cotton has to go into has to be made at a factory some other place. It just goes on and on and on. And then the people that have to keep track of it in offices and the scales and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I think of this with other other items, and uh, uh, it was with Topac that I started thinking about it. And I could give you an example of that because someone said, why does a 16-inch wheel cost more than a 12-inch wheel or way more, he said. And then I got into all the factors why it would cost more. And so I've, I've already worked out what you were talking about, and it is true. And uh, uh, I read something today, oh, yeah, we, we were complaining about paper bags at the grocery stores, cutting down all the forest and making, you know, they were complaining about they have to cut down the forest to make paper bags. So they came up with a solution, plastic bags. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's kind of going <laughs> backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The solution for one makes a bigger problem for the other. And so that's, you know, it goes either way. Who knows? Who knows? But as long as electricity is uh, re renewable, I think we're doing okay there. Like when we watched the the film on the Hoover Dam, the Hoover Dam was made in 1931, and they didn't have all the great machinery and all the items that we have today. So I would imagine they, they can upgrade that Hoover Dam to make it even better and it was a marvel at the time when it was made. And it just made electricity and water for the uh, whole southwest uh, of the United States. There you go. And uh, I got a news for you, personal mm. OSHA news. Um, your Bitcoin um, investment is up over 150%. Wow. So that's a good thing. But, that, but don't worry because that means, not that that means nothing, but that's nothing to compare to what's happening. Big, big bullish news I want to tell you about Bitcoin. If you're not into Bitcoin, uh, you need to do it now. We're going to get into the second phase. It's going to be crazy. Just announced today, MasterCard Visa is accepting Bitcoin. Mm. So you're talking about the number one payment system in the world. They have 30 million merchants. So not 30 million people. But they have 30 million merchants that now can accept Bitcoin, not to transfer Bitcoin into something else, but can accept Bitcoin as it is for payment of goods and services. Hmm. 30 that's got a, Yeah, that's got to be a big undertaking and costs a lot of money to set that up. So they're betting, hopefully, on a sure thing there. Exactly. And speaking of a sure thing, who would be way into a sure sure thing i would say the u.s is the usa's oldest bank it's it's mellon bank they've got to be into a sure thing they've been around forever they're not going to go to something crazy correct wouldn't you think mm -hmm. right they are now getting into bitcoin they are gonna mm. uh, be a, what do they call it? it's a custodial bank they call it and they are gonna um deal with bitcoin Things are changing so fast. Yes. Um, speaking of things changing, and here is the biggest one that everybody wishes they got into um, 
back when. You, you know what company I'm talking about, don't you? Mm, no, no. Tell me. There's so many of them. Well, the big one that everybody wants to be part of, everybody wants to sell on, everybody wants to buy from. Any idea? Mm-mm. Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest countries in the United States here, not the a company, the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They are starting a soft launch of their own crypto in Mexico. Mm. So Another when, crypto? Yep. So when wow. Amazon gets into it, you know it's for real. Mm-hmm. So are you going to buy Amazon coins? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. First of all, it's going to be starting in Mexico. It's called like a soft launch, you know, where they don't do it uh-huh. all through the whole company. And Amazon actually quite a few years ago tried to do something with Kindle, and they tried to do a crypto thing, and it failed miserably. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see if they're going to be successful at this time or are they going to go with the – regular crypto that's already out here and say, you know, let's forget making our own. I don't know what they're going to do, but there's, and why do you think Amazon's starting in Mexico, by the way? Again, I don't know. Too much regulation in the U.S. Oh, well, that's, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that, was an obvious, that was so obvious I would never even think of that. It was right in front of your face. It was so obvious. Yeah. You're like, that can't be the answer, right? Nope, that's yeah, it. U.S. Right. regulations. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. But then down in Mexico, there's too much, uh, uh, I want to say, crooks or bambitos. Oh, what are they? Uh, banditos. Banditos, banditos, I think. Yeah yeah, cro- yeah. 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 And crooked policemen and et cetera, et cetera, down in Mexico. So, you know, uh, it's sort of scary to start up something down in Mexico because they would take it away from you. Isn't that terrible? So because yeah. the U.S. does so many regulations, they have to risk life and limb, go somewhere else. Uh, to do it because you can't do it here in the U.S. Yeah. Just terrible. Well, getting back to Uber and Amazon, today I was thinking, how did Uber get so into the car, the taxi business, so to speak? And I was saying they, they must have pulled some strings. They must have done something. But now we have the Uber uh, delivering food, Uber doing this, Uber doing that. They got a great CEO that really made that grow. And he's got himself into so many different areas. And I remember back when, when Amazon got started, they were only selling books online. That was how they got started. And then someone in the chain of command there went into other areas, and he made all of them successful. Maybe not all of them, but most of them successful. So it seems like Uber and Amazon are the two people to follow because they seem to know what to do and when to do it. And like you said with Amazon, one to get out of something. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect uh, way to look at it. And, yeah, definitely follow the money. We've always said mm-hmm. that. Follow the money. Follow avoid the a money, money suck and just follow the people that uh, know how to keep that money and and know how to start a stream of money and then get another stream going, another stream. Before you know it, they've got a huge river of things. It looks like Niagara Falls of money coming into these companies. Mm-hmm. And that that's how when you're – when there's a little leak in the dam, before you know it, the leak gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the dam bursts, and there you are with all that money or whatever you you want it to be. That's true. And then um, one last thing I wanted to go over, which, which speaking of watching people to do it right, I've also found out in London when the prime minister feels that he's no longer 
viable and doesn't he, he just can't get things done. He goes to the queen and he says, you know, I'm going to um, uh, stop uh, being prime minister. Time for a new one. The queen then issues a proclamation or does a speech and says, we are looking for a new prime minister, blah, 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 blah. And then they have a campaign. And in England, how long do you think the campaign lasts for the new prime minister? If you were to guess. Six months. Oh, man, I love that. That was a great guess. And six months, the six was correct, but they only do it for six weeks. I thought that was brilliant. You're saving money. You're avoiding a money suck with all this campaigning for years and years and years. Six weeks. You get in, you find out who you like, you get out. I love it. That's what we should follow, definitely, in the U.S. I mean, that's brilliant. Well, the U.S. is a great big money maker for the rich people and and for the powerful people, and we all just pay for everything that they want to do and, and get in their hands. And I, I think the riots, and I think we talked about this a couple times, and I keep on thinking about it, the riots were, were, were fueled because most of the politicians are not doing their job. They talk about Trump should have followed the Constitution. There's so many things in the Constitution that say you should be honest and do the work for the people. But I don't think they are. Ah, sad but true. All right, Osho, it's that time of the show. You know what I'm going to ask you. You know what I'm going to ask you. No, you don't know what I'm going to ask you, do you? No idea. You always throw these on me, and uh, like uh, Sunshine said, wow, Osho, you had to think fast on that one, didn't you? So yes, throw you it at me. You're going to have to think fast again. How how did you save money today? How did you, Osho, save money, save a money suck today? Well, I've been sort of thinking about that same question since you brought it up a couple times, and I'm going to make one that's a little off-center maybe. Mm. But today, mm. today, I did not buy anything on my credit card, or I did buy things on my credit card that I can only pay off at the end of the month, so I'm not uh, charged any interest. Very good. And always what we, we uh, both agree on, if you have a credit card, pay it off at the end of the month. If you have a debt that mm-hmm. you can pay off, pay it off. Don't get I, debt I on re- top of I that. Remember, yeah, I remember a long time ago you would buy something with your credit card, and correct me if I'm wrong, but then you would transfer it over to a new credit card that gives you six months or a year of interest-free, and I didn't like the idea that you were buying things on credit card because I didn't really understand what you were doing. But you were playing a game that was uh, working against the credit card company. And now I, I know about it, and it seems to work out really, really well. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was I found an ad of a credit card that had a great intro rate, and I was actually thinking about doing that for Bitcoin. Now, the experts say you shouldn't borrow against to invest in Bitcoin, but it's just such an amazing thing that's happening, and it's once in a lifetime. We're in a very special time <laughs> to be alive, and it is just a fantastic thing. to. Th- so I'm, I'm actually contemplating that again, but once again, like you said, then you're not paying it off at the end because you're borrowing, but if you can work against, work for yourself and work against credit card give, making all the money and you making the money, then it's, then it's a good thing. Well, the credit card company is betting that you won't pay it off at the end of the month, 
and you are betting that you will be able to pay it off at the end of the month. So it's, it's, it's a game, and you don't know which way it might go because we don't know what the future ever brings. It's like the farmers in the Midwest. Every time they plant corn or beans or whatever, it's a gamble they're going to grow. They don't know. It might be a drought. It might be too wet. It might flood. And, well, life actually is a gamble. Every time we step out the door or even in our house, we never know what's going to happen to us in the next minute. It's a, life is a gamble for us. Oh, man, that is a beautiful way to end the show. Osho, thanks again for uh, giving us your words of wisdom, playing along with the games, and uh, we'll see you next time, okay? That sounds good. All right, I've been Eric Hudzik, and this has been Money Sucks. Thanks, Terry Finnegan, for this great outro music, and everybody have a terrific, terrific week. Mm-hmm.